seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You Cafe in my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue. I wanted to hear from you listeners on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Natasha Yachem and I discussed the question, can you mend broken trust in a relationship? We received a number of responses that further deepen dialogue. Joining us today on the Get to Know You Cafe is Javon Jones from past episodes. Welcome back, Javon. How's it going? How's it going? You know, glad to, glad to have you back on the podcast. So earlier you were given the topic from last week's podcast to reflect, and you've also listened to the episode. Prior to listening to the different responses, what were your thoughts on the discussion? All right. So on the discussion, I like the fact that you had a couple in there because, and you know, I'm a I'm a person who believe that couples, like real couples, gives you the real stories and not people who's just trying to preach this couple goals craziness that they do. Because when you get real couples, you get real couples perspective. And what I like is that they shared a lot of information on overall relationship and commitment and monogamy and what it means to be in a monogamous relationship. But also they touched on trust and the importance of mending trust and Oftentimes, and there was a point in my life where I'm like, now, nah, once you broke that trust, that trust was forever. Like, that's it. Like, it is that. But through my journey in life, you realize that trust can be mended. But it's one of the hardest things to mend. It's much harder than to, it's harder to mend trust than to mend love. Because oftentimes, and you know, I hear it from people all the time is that they will break off from relationships and they would still tell you that I still love this person. I still have love for this person. I still love that person, but my trust is forever gone. Mm. And once you lose that trust, that's it because that the trust is the will of the relationship. The moment that you lose trust, you can, y'all can love each other. You can still try to make things work, but it would never be the same. It would never be. Oh, it, yeah. Until, until you work on it. You, so that's the purpose of healing, of mending trust, because you don't want to ever put you, because once you, once that's gone and you don't work on that trust, that's it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What, what what was the one thing in particular that really stood out to you from the podcast? One of the things that what was saying, uh, I think, uh, what one of the things that was being said was the fact that trust starts with um, taking responsibility. It, I mean, to men trust, it takes responsibility, and I want to add to that because. I use the words accountability, but accountability, responsibility, same thing in this sense. So for me, and 
when you're ex- for trust to be mended, most people look at mending trust as a one-sided thing. And the truth is, it's never a one-sided thing because fault and responsibility are two different things. And oftentimes people will say, it's not my fault, so I'm not responsible, which is not true. Just because you're not at fault doesn't mean responsibility is accepting the situation as is and holding yourself knowing that even though I didn't contribute to that, I was a part of the collective that allowed this to happen. I was a part of this, even though it was not my fault, not what I did. So like perfect example, let's say, and they talked about cheating, right? In in that cat, in, in the episode. And let's just say you're in a relationship with someone and that person cheats on you. Now, oftentimes people who's going to sit there and be like, yeah, I, yeah, they put it all on that person or they had cheated, they no good, they this. And, you know, I agree when they said, oh, a cheater is once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't agree with that as well. I agree with what they said. And oftentimes people like to push the blame always on this person so that they don't have to worry about accepting accountability. And the truth is, if you're in a relationship, you're married, there's a commitment that you have to each other. And for you to make that marriage work is that when somebody does wrong, you have to ask yourself what that I did to cause that person to do that. What could I have done? It could be something small. It could be something you said. It could be something in your energy. Little small things you did might have made this person decide, you know what, I'd, I'd rather go here in this. And relationships are not perfect. So if you are in a committed relationship, the way to mend trust starts with both parties taking accountability. It takes the one person to take fault, the blame, the fault, and the responsibility, and the other person to take the responsibility of maybe I could did something to cause that person to do that. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. You know what's coming to my mind when you're talking about this is that when people are unable to mend the trust or unable to uh, forgive the other person, I I feel that a big part of it has to do with uh, them not trusting themselves. So it's not just about trusting the other person, but it's about like they lose trust for themselves or trust that they'll be able to make a decision or trust that they'll be able to commit to the relationship. Like it's not even, it's, it's not even just that there's, there's two components to a trustful of the other person and trust of themselves. Facts. That's absolutely. And oftentimes we, we, it, people, people are very unbalanced. Because what it comes down to is a person will sit there, they will see a situation and be like, you know what? They either put the buck all on that person or they take too much of the blame. They'd be like, oh, you know what? The reason why he puts his hands on me is because I I told him that he was wrong. And if I didn't tell him he was wrong, he wouldn't have put his hands on me. It's like they don't rationalize the fact that there's a harmony in both sides. And though I use the extreme example, we have to understand that you have to realize that you cannot blame yourself for someone else's action. Everybody is grown. People gonna do what they do regardless. 
Now, it's one thing if you do something that influences someone's um, directly influence their behavior. So, like, let's just say a person, uh, let's just say, uh, I'm coming up a wild example. If you're, if you're, if you have a car, right, and somebody, crazy example, they put pokes holes in your tire, right? They poke mm. holes in the tire. You know what it is, and you decide to you know what? I'm not only gonna poke holes in the tires, I'm gonna trash their windows. I'm gonna break the windows out the car, I'm gonna poke holes in the tire, and I'm gonna make a scratch mark with my name on it so you can see. Yeah, that person went above and beyond, but it's you crossing that line allowed them to cross a bigger line. And oftentimes, there are times where there are situations like that where a person will do something that will cross the line, the boundary on that person, and that person decides I'm going to take it to the next level. Mm. So in those situations, you're at fault because you provoked somebody to do something on a higher level than what you was able to do. You cause that. But there's times where people will do something that's unprovoked. Like if you in a relationship, you tell your husband to take out the garbage and they just curse you out and leave and go out and sleep with another woman. It's not your fault that he did that because you said take out the garbage. He, he overreacted. He took it to a level that didn't need to go. And the truth is, he was just trying to find a reason to do that. To, he's just trying to find a reason to justify his action. And sometimes people want justification in their actions. So that's why they do what they do. So it's a very complex thing. But the thing I say for any couples in a relationship, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge your participation in someone else's action, but don't blame yourself because regardless of, it could be you, it could be somebody else, they probably would do the same thing. And broke and hurt people who hurt people, regardless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great point there, great point there. So now we'll read some of the responses where some people share their perspective or raise some interesting questions. So our first response is from Alicia from Ibiza. She said, I've just started a relationship, and this episode really helped me and my boyfriend to hear another perspective, and it has given me a lot of food for thought. I really loved the idea of dreaming about how and what the relationship could look like. Mm. And it helped me to envision what is in store for us. Thank you so much. What was your idea? You know, when, um, when Natasha and Yakum were talking about the, uh, the, you know, how important the importance of dreaming together, you and your partner about what you want in the relationship and how it could look and, and envision things in the relationship together. A lot of people don't do that. What were your thoughts on this, um, on this idea? I know when I heard that episode, um, with Natasha and what's his, how you pronounce Yachim. 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 I'm very big on pronunciation. So I want to get that right. So when, when Natasha and Yachim was talking about the aspect of dreaming, I'm like, damn, I need to write that in my book for my next relationship. (laughs) It makes sense because I'm a visual person. And oftentimes we don't realize that the visualization in a relationship is what makes it work because you're manifesting all the things you want in your relationship. And it starts with a thought and you put a visual to it and that's how you manifest. So the idea of if you're on the same energy level, you're on the same path, you have the same connection, 
then it's important for you to share each other's visions because what you what you see can come reality. If you always and oftentimes relationship fail because a person could be in a bad relationship and they come into this relationship without healing, and the thing that they visualize is that person is messing with someone else, that person mm-hmm. doing this to them, because that's fresh in their mind. That's mm-hmm. what they had to experience it. And and regardless, we all visualize in our relationships. We all do yes, it. Of course. But what are you doing? Are you allowing it to take control of you? Or are you taking control of it? If you're going to visualize, you're going to dream, you're going to put that energy together, then do it with a purpose. Don't allow your, your, your past to create the future for you when you haven't healed that past. You have to heal that. So so I agree with the visualization. And it usually starts with a person decide to heal their own trauma so they can go into a new relationship and work on fresh new visuals and not the things that happen. And then oftentimes I, I believe that your future, your, you create your future. And through visualization, you're creating the future of your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the whole thing of visualizing together as well, like speaking yeah. out loud and visualizing it together. Like usually you visualize by yourself. You sit to thinking about the future on your own, really. A lot of people just do it with themselves. You don't you don't make time to sit there going, let's reevaluate. What is our vision for our like our relationship together to keep it growing and keep it progressing and, and moving forward. Like it's something I think you need to reevaluate and come to like visualizing together or dreaming together about it every, every month, even, I don't know, like, I don't know how often, but if it make it frequent, the more you're on par and you know where, where the other person stands is a great way to check in with each other too. Absolutely. And then even the vision, the vision, the visioning aspect of doing this, like, like, the best thing to do is do simple things. Like some of the things you could do is easy and simple. You can, you can, um, as you say, you could do it once a month. You could do it once three months. Whatever. It's within your energy. It doesn't have to be something that you have to force. It has to become natural. It has to be yeah. A synergetic um, energy that comes with it. And the thing that I wanted to say, lastly, is that affirmations and speaking those together, speaking those in all aspects of your relationship matters because what you, you what you speak comes reality. Life and death is in the tongue. So if you're speaking positive vibration, everything, and y'all on the same page, affirm it, say it. Yeah. And trust me, I, I, I've seen enough visual evidence to know how effective that is. Absolutely, absolutely. So our second response is from Naomi from Portugal. She said, Yakum was saying, forgive but don't forget. If you don't forget, there is a barrier to completely commit in a relationship. Maybe you can be together, but your guard will be up. I kind of like, you know, part of that, I think most people kind of, if they do choose to stay with somebody, kind of sit in this kind of place where it's like, yeah, I forgive them, we're together, but I don't completely want to, you know, be completely vulnerable again or they've got some kind of guard up. So there's, it's like it's not really – it's like I'm in the relationship but I'm not in the relationship at the same time. Yeah, I think that's the space of not committing. Now, 
you're not committing to uh, action. You're just being, you're in default mode. Yeah. Because you're, you're, what you're doing, and here's my thing, and I'm going to be a little bit controversial because what I'm, many people don't see forgiveness the way I see it. And to me, I truly believe personally that not everybody is deserving of your forgiveness. Now, I'm not saying anybody's wrong for feeling that way. Mm. How I personally believe is that I don't forgive people who are not sorry for their actions. Mm. Now, now, Yakim's talked about his situation with his father, and that's a completely separate situation because in that situation, I always interpret it, people are sorry for the things they're about to do sometimes. They they know that what they're doing is wrong, but they can't help themselves. And mm. I do believe people like that should be forgiven because they are completely not in control. And it's subject to whoever you feel it is. I'm not telling you who you should forgive and who you shouldn't forgive. Mm. For me, there if you don't if you do something and you don't take accountability, you don't say sorry, whatever, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna forgive you because. I'm allowing you to not only do it to me, but do it to somebody else. Mm. And I'm letting you know that, no, if you, you, I, that, and now here's where the problem is. And I've had this conversation is there are somebody that's thinking right now and their thinking is, well, if you don't forgive them, then that means you're not over it. And to me, I disagree with that notion because I believe okay. that there are polarities in life and there's a middle ground in everything mm-hmm. so there is a like in one polarity is everything is all forgiven everything is all forgiven and there's the other polarity where it is oh i ain't forgiving you for anything there's no forgiveness and to me i believe there's a middle space where you say is that i'm not forgiving you but i'm not holding on to it because mm. I recognize that you did what you did. I accepted the reality. And that's a part of healing and going to relationships is accepting what happened. Yeah. Don't skip that. Accept it. It happened. Yeah. Accepting what happens is how you start to heal. So you, so when you get to that middle space, as you accept that it happened, you are understanding that even though this person did what they did, they may they may have been influenced by things outside of them that they can't control, but you still recognize that they're responsible for their actions and their behavior. And the truth is, if you break a law, the, the system don't forgive you. The system don't forgive you if you do something. The individual person who's in charge may forgive you. But listen, perfect example out here in, in where I live, there are cameras on the red light. If you run a red light, they're gonna take a they're gonna take a picture of your license plate and they're gonna issue a ticket. That is not a person in the process of that. If you run that red light, the camera goes off, you pay that ticket. That is period. There's no forgiveness, there's no anything. That that that's you did something wrong, you gotta pay the price. And I believe that oftentimes we gotta help people pay the price. So and then but once you, the idea of forgiving and forgetting is such, it, the problem is you're never going to forget. Don't try to forget something. If it naturally happens, it leaves your head, it leaves your head. But the idea of saying, oh, I forgive, so I must forget. No, 
accept what happened. It happened. That person did what they did. It happened. Now, if you choose to move forward with this person, figure out how can you prevent that from happening again together? Mm, sure, sure. I like that. I like that. I kind of like, <laughs> in a way, I'm I'm just thinking about how I, what would I do? I kind of would say, don't forgive and don't forget. Yeah. Because if you forgive, I don't know, I feel like you forgive, it's like, it's okay in a way, especially when it comes to something like heavy luck cheating, like something like that. Don't forgive because I don't know. I feel like it, you know, you're kind of allowing the door for it to kind of happen again. Go, look, I'm not going to forgive this. I'm not going to forgive you and I'm not going to forget it, but I want to commit to this relationship or I'm willing to like um, commit to you and commit to our this relationship. If this happens again kind of thing, I don't know. You, the, in in that case, you, it's it's over. See, here's how I can look at it. You don't. You have to get to. You cannot. You got to forgive at some point. But forgiveness don't don't start with okay. You said you're sorry. I forgive you. That's not forgiving. Mm. That's not the proper way to forgive. The proper way to forgive is all right. You acknowledge your wrongdoing. What are you going to do different? Yeah. Like how I how how I know you're not going to continue to do the same thing if you're presented with the same opportunities to do. Yes. It. Yes. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. Forgiveness. You cannot go from. You know what? I'm upset with what you did, but I forgive you because you said you're sorry. You just you're 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 going to put yourself in position to do it over and over again. Mm. That person has to pay a price for what they did, regardless. Now that price is subjected to what it is. If you're yeah. trying to make it work, you have to let that person know that this is not okay. If you do this again, it's going to cause this, this, that to happen, and boom. And oftentimes, if you're in a relationship and you have kids involved, and you have children. The, the punishment can, can the, that affects kids. The kids are affected because we, you, you, you did something outside your home and you bring it back into your home that is not welcome. That energy is not welcoming because you did something wrong. And to, to think that, okay, I'm just going to forgive you because, you know, my religious belief and everything's taught us to forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgiveness starts with acknowledgement and taking responsibility. And then they acknowledge what they did. They take accountability. And then they are working on steps to never do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things. Those are the steps. If you're not, if the person's not taking that step, then you have to make that choice and to accept their behavior as that's who they are. Or you're done. Or you choose not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So our last response is from Sherry from Melbourne. She said, when the partner who broke the trust wants to mend the relationship but their partner doesn't, at this point, is there still a way to mend the relationship? Nope. <laughs> that was easy there, Siobhan. If you, you don't think, want to do it. Like, well, if you say you, you broke the trust and, the you know, you want to mend it but they don't want to mend it, they're not like, no. Nah, it's I'm over. Not. 
it's over? Is, is it's there over. a way of like showing them that you're wanting to fight before they make this final over decision? Is there a way listen, of I'm, I'm, listen? I, I'm I'm sorry. You if a car jumps into the river, it's not gonna stay afloat, it's gonna eventually sink under the water. What happens is going to happen regardless. If a person don't want to do something, you can try to convince them that you're gonna change. You're gonna try, but they may, and then oftentimes as a man, I understand our energy is such strong and with strong energies, women will submit to that energy, but not willingly. And the truth is they may decide, okay, he's persistent, this, that, I'm going to give it a try. But whatever's in them is gone and they're saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Now, if they said, I don't know how to, I want to, but I don't know how, then there is a way. But once that door closed, <laughs> it is, it's like a, it's like a, 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 a three-ton bolted door. Mm. You're not about to just put a ram and force that thing open. It got to be something she's that person is willing to do one side or another. So my answer is simply is no. It's, it's no, it's no. Well, I've it's seen, like, no. I'm sure you've heard of stories too where somebody cheats and they maybe they're like, they one partner who cheated is willing to fight and they fight for maybe a year or two and eventually the other person comes around. Is that healthy <laughs> to do that though? <clears throat> I'm in my mind, no. <laughs> in my mind, no. Because my thing is, here's my my point of example: is that even if they say yes, what does that mean? Mm. A person will be in a relationship just because they're afraid of being lonely, but they will never trust you on the same level. So, the truth is, to men trust. It's not like love. Oftentimes, if you you love somebody and they cheat on you, you still love that person. Love don't end because, I mean, a relationship don't end because you stop loving them. Or they stop loving you. Oftentimes, we take the, people take the lack of trust. They take the lack of trust to say, you know what? you don't love me no more. I don't love you no more because it's not to say they don't love you no more because love is love. That energy is there. You can't destroy love, but you can destroy trust. That trust is that bond once it's broken. It takes a two, both sides. It takes you saying you did the wrong, you doing all you got to do to make it right. And it takes that person to be willing to do that and see their, where they went wrong in doing this. And yeah. It's not a two-sided effect. It's a it's done It's not going to work. It's done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. And, yeah. Sometimes, and sometimes, and to me, to chase someone, to, to consistently pursue someone who who has broken that trust with you, to continue to do that over and over again, you are not allowing yourself to learn from yourself because you're so caught up in trying to make someone see that you change. And the truth is how, how, what change is recognizing that, Noah, know what, it's never going to be the same. Mm. And I got to live with that. And, and, and accepting whatever happens, happen, because that's true change. Oftentimes people pursue someone just because they used to having their way. Yeah. 
Because now I'm going to continue to pursue you. I'm going to pursue you because I, I get my way. I get my way. I You can't tell me no. You can't do none of that. You mm-hmm. can't tell me no. But the truth is, that's 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 not that's not logical. It's not realistic. You have to recognize that the moment that I betray someone's trust, it is up in the air what happens, and you have to be willing to accept what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you know what comes to my mind a little bit? Oh, this is another whole other question, but briefly, I just want to hear what you think about this. Some people think when it comes to breaking someone's trust that they shouldn't tell them. Like, say you cheat and they think, oh, well, I shouldn't tell my partner. Like, you know, it's quite 50-50 there. But when you flip the question, like I always flip the question, like, well, if they cheated on you, do you want to know? And they say yes. So it's quite interesting. Like, if you break trust, should you tell your partner that you broke the trust? That's a good question. It's another question. It's a whole other podcast. But briefly, no, I just a, want to hear no, what you but, think. No, I, I, I like the question still because it's a very good question. At the end of the day, you should not rob somebody of the decision of wanting to be with you. Mm, I like that. That's that's perfectly important. You important. should not rob that person. I love let that. You, you, at the end let of the day. Let them choose. Let them choose. You tell yeah. them the truth. Let them choose. I like yes, that. you don't want to deal with the hurt. Yes, you don't want to see them cry. Yes, you want them because people think that because you cheat, you cheat on somebody, that means you don't love the person you're with. No, that's not the case. No, that's not the case. So when you cheat on someone, and you have to give them that choice of saying you want to be with you, because if you don't tell them, then you making them believe a lie and to me the most unforgivable thing you can do to someone is to make them believe a lie that they believe yeah. that it's real yeah and the truth is nobody wants that nobody if mm. you're in a relationship and you are with someone and you thinking oh i got the best person in the world i got the greatest person in my life i got this and then they show you a side of you, them, that you never saw, you will be hurt to deal with the fact that you feel deceived. You feel that you were robbed from the opportunity of making it right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So it was very interesting hearing these uh, different responses and adding to the conversation. I love your perspective, Javon, on all of what these uh, listeners sent through. So it's really great. And I love how we keep getting all these perspectives and people share, you know, their their maybe their experiences or what they think about things because, you know, we're all from different environments and it's really great to add to the picture and add to the bigger picture that we have with ourselves on our thinking about these different, these different topics. So thank you so much for coming on to and joining me on this cafe discussion. All right, and I want to definitely uh, salute to, uh, to Natasha and Yakim, right? That's I said that that's right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, for they for what they're doing in their relationship and sharing the information, I really thoroughly enjoyed the podcast. I enjoyed that episode, and it was something enlightening for me as an individual who are, who was single, who's not in a relationship. But I believe that when you're not in a relationship, it's important to understand what people in relationships are doing and because the moment that you get in it 
yeah, there's no manual on how to run a, have a relationship, but the more information you come into it, the better you can manifest the person you want in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was really well said. Thank you so much, Javon. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrow. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me to post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.